Hey, good morning everybody. Welcome here to church this morning. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here at Cedar Valley Church. And this morning I'm joined with John. Hi. <laughs> We're gonna get the service started off for you this morning. Um, yeah, if this is one of your first times here, uh, a special welcome to you. Um, we'd love to get to know you better and get in touch. Um, you can do that by emailing us at hello at cedarvalley.ca or just dropping a comment in the live feed. Yeah, and one of the best ways for everyone watching to just stay informed of the stuff going on, different updates, stuff coming up, is to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube so you get updates, notifications when we're going online, uh, or just heading over to our website, again, at cedarvalley.ca, signing up for our weekly email newsletter. Yeah, and if you've been impacted by the connections, worship, prayer, messages on Sunday mornings, hit that share button. <laughs> spread the news, spread this everywhere. Not like, yeah with the live <laughs> it, something huge that's coming up is Easter in a couple weeks and uh, it's gonna look a little different this year but we are we, we still want to celebrate hugely right like as Christians coming together like we want to reflect on Jesus' sacrifice we want to ce celebrate his triumph over death and sin and the way he's transformed our lives uh, that he conquered death really and all of that and we want to proclaim the good news loudly so what, what are we going to be doing for that? Uh, well, for Good Friday, we're hosting a drive-through experience and the Lord's Supper at the church. What will that look like? Well, from 10 to 11 a.m., come up to the church by yourself with a partner, with your family. You'll be safely inside your car while you can pass through stations hosted by our leadership team. Yeah, that's, that's on a Friday, right? Good Friday happens on Fridays all the time. And... Yeah, so that's going to be here, yeah, right at the church parking lot. It's going to be really good. And Easter Sunday, we have a special interactive service that we're going to be streaming online for you. There's going to be lots of discussion, interactive opportunities for comments, questions. It might have a slightly different format, but it's a great time to just, again, hit that share button, send it to your friends, family, watch together. And uh, what we really want to do is actually use that as just a starting point so we can finish off the Easter weekend with a bit of like... Uh, culminate the whole weekend in sending out sending you out to your neighbors or friends or family co-workers or whatever with a gift or a blessing this easter weekend and we just want to spread some love yeah spreading love and care um that can be as simple as just blessing someone with some easter egg hunting supplies or groceries or prayer any of that yeah and if if the stuff of something of doing something like that bring it over to your neighbors is the barrier to prevent you from doing that we want to make sure that there is no barrier so let us know you can head over to our website cedarvalley.ca on the homepage there you can sign up and we will give you a kit just ready to go with all sorts of stuff that would just bless your neighbors you can just bring it over so the stuff is not a barrier sign up for that again on our website cedarvalley.ca and you know what, actually, I'm just going to start the morning off with a quick time of prayer, bless the service, and then we'll go on from there. Yeah. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. God, thank you for the fact that you are here present with us. God, that even though this year looks keeps looking different, you are impacting us and transforming our lives and blessing us in amazing ways constantly. God, we look forward to this Easter week, and we just pray that your name is proclaimed loudly. Like, like we just said, yeah, good, the, your good news that we see and we celebrate on Easter weekend uh, coming up is loud that we can share it with our friends family neighbors those we love those who are around us and those who just don't know you so god i just pray that you give us that conviction that empowerment that desire will and give us a name for somebody who we can share and invite into hearing this message so god we pray all these things in your name amen amen yeah we're gonna get the service started um and it's gonna start with worship singing after that, we got a special lesson for the kids from Jaslyn. Uh, and we also want to be sending out constant interactive uh, opportunities for parents for you to engage with your kids on our Sunday morning messages and just throughout the week and just engage faith at home. And if you aren't getting those uh, interactive lessons, those emails, you can send Pastor Doug an email. That's douglas at cedarvalley.ca. Yeah, uh, following that, we've got Pastor Doug continuing us uh, through the Gospel of John with chapter 10. Uh, we've been going one chapter a week, so hopefully you've been reading along at home. Totally, and uh, for just before we get into all of that, if you are watching live, head over to the comment section of Facebook or YouTube, and we're smack dab in the middle of spring break. I'm actually on vacation right now. <laughs> this is being recorded just a little bit ahead of time, but here's the thing. 
we want you to just head over and let us know what are you up to? What have you been able to do? I, obviously we're not traveling internationally right now, but what have you been able to do this week just with your friends, family, somebody close to you? Have you done some cool intentional calls? Maybe you have gone out on some walks or just done some local little staycationing kind of stuff like that. Let us know in the comments. We're in for a great service this morning, Cedar Valley. Thanks for joining.
Cedar Valley Kids, it's Jocelyn here again, and I'm so happy to be with you again this week. Today, we are going to be talking about sheep. So sheep are pretty common. I think you guys probably know a lot about sheep already. So we know that they're woolly. We know that they get scared easily. We know that they like to hang out in flocks together. They don't like to be alone. Some of you guys might have been to a farm where you got to pet a sheep. Some of you guys might even own sheep. So um, you guys probably know a lot about them already. Here's another thing maybe that you didn't know about sheep is that sheep need somebody to take care of them. Sheep are domesticated animals, which means that they've been bred to live on farms and be with people. So if you were to open the door of their pen and let them go into the forest and say, okay, sheep, go be free, they would not make it. They could not actually survive on their own. They can't defend themselves against predator animals, and they certainly can't run fast enough to get away from the predator animals. So they need someone to take care of them. Someone that takes care of sheep is called a shepherd. So the shepherd is responsible for making sure they have enough food and water, keeping them safe and keeping them together. Another thing sheep need is to be sheared, probably about once a year. So the funny thing about sheep is that they grow their wool and their wool doesn't actually stop growing. Other animals can shed, they can get rid of um, the outer parts, but a sheep's wool will always keep growing. Now this picture might look a little bit funny to you. It looked a little bit funny to me when I first saw it, but this sheep is actually in danger of dying very quickly. Because this sheep has so much wool on it, the people that found it wandering around they rushed it into a center where they could shear it all off because what happens is a sheep will overheat if it's got entirely too much wool on it. So think about if you went outside in the middle of summer, it's 30 degrees and you put on your snow pants, your snow jacket, your gloves, your toque, you would be so hot and sweaty You'd be sweating so much, you'd probably be in danger of dehydration and you might get sunstroke, heat stroke from all of those layers keeping you too hot. It's the same with sheep. Another thing is that there are bugs, parasites that can get trapped in the wool and actually cause infections and cause the sheep possibly to die. So. I forgot to look it up when I looked at this picture, but I think it was 75 pounds of wool that they sheared off of this sheep. And that's heavier than some of you guys, which is pretty crazy. So a sheep need a shepherd to shear them and take care of them. Another thing about sheep is that they know their shepherd's voice. 
this is really interesting because some people say that sheep are not smart animals, and it's true, they are not the smartest animals, but what they're really good at is listening. When they have a shepherd that is with them every day, that takes them to water, that takes them to a different field, they learn that shepherd's voice and they learn that that is a trusted person. So if somebody else were to come in and try to call the sheep, try to lead them somewhere else, the sheep would be very wary and suspicious because they don't know that person, but they do know their shepherd. So this gets into our Bible lesson for today. So in the book of John, which is what we've been studying as a church for the last little while, chapter 10, I'm going to be reading in verse 11. Jesus says, I am a good shepherd. The good shepherd would die for his sheep. Wow. Then I'm going to jump to verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. They listen to my voice. So when Jesus was saying these words, he was talking to Jewish people who were living at a time when the Romans had come and were kind of running the land. The Romans were in charge and they were treating the Jewish people really terribly. And so the Jewish people were waiting for somebody to come and save them. They knew that God had promised that they would get a savior one day who would save their nation, save their people group. And so when Jesus showed up and he started telling people that he was the son of God, some people at first didn't believe him. The people that did believe him thought, this is great. Jesus will rise up and be this warrior king that's going to fight the Romans, defeat the Romans, and, and restore us, restore our people group. And here's Jesus saying, I'm a gentle shepherd and you are my sheep. And the people listening to this really didn't understand. This did not make sense to them at all. So what Jesus was trying to tell these people is that you need to learn what I'm saying to you and you need to learn what my voice sounds like so you can listen and follow and obey. So what does Jesus's voice sound like? Now I'll tell you that I have never actually heard the voice of Jesus before. I pray and sometimes I try to listen, but I can tell you that I've never actually heard what his voice sounds like. And I don't think I know of anybody else who has actually heard the voice of Jesus. So how do we know what he's saying? It can be very hard to try to figure out sometimes what Jesus is saying to us and what he wants us to do. And you might think that this is something that gets easier as you get older and as you become an adult, but I'm here to tell you that it does not. It actually gets harder because as you get older, you've got so many people who are telling you different things to say, different things that you should be thinking, different ways that you should be acting. There's all these people talking about these different kinds of things that are not from the Bible and they're not we know they're not from the words of Jesus. It can be very hard to ignore all of those things and just focus on what Jesus is trying to tell us. So I have a fun little demonstration set up that we're going to, it's a little activity to sort of um, simulate how it's hard to focus on one thing when there's lots of other things going on, like the sirens outside as I'm trying to do my talk to you. <laughs> so. I am going to have a little song queued up on my phone. I'm going to be playing the song. You are going to see if you can figure out what that song is. But there's going to be a lot of noise going on. So Pastor Grant is gonna help me out with this. We are, we've got a noisy drum that he's gonna be banging on. We've got some marbles in a tin. I'm going to be clinking on a glass with a spoon and I've got a whole bowl of Lego. So there's going to be lots of sound going on right now. So I want to see if you guys can just focus on the song and see if you can hear exactly what it is. So, I 
want to see, I'm very curious to see if any of you guys actually figured out what that song was. If you think you know what it is, comment in the comment section on either Facebook or YouTube and we'll see how many of you guys actually got it. Okay, so back to our, whoops, back to our talk about sheep and how we can hear God's voice. Okay, so how do we get rid of all of the stuff that's around us and just focus on what Jesus is saying to us. How do we know what he's saying? Okay, you can pray. God loves to hear us pray. He loves to hear us talk to him and connect with him like that. You can talk to your parents or an adult that you know that has studied the Bible and knows a lot about what the Bible says. I'm going to tell you the number one way that you can know exactly what Jesus is saying to you, the Bible. Okay, and in my Bible, it even has all of Jesus's words in red, so I can't even miss it. Okay, so I'm going to jump over to Mark 12, and I'm going to read you something very important. Mark 12, verse 29, I'm starting in 29. The most important one, Jesus said, when he's talking about commandments and things to do, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength, and the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There we have it. We have exactly what Jesus wants us to do. Okay, so let's put this into the real world. Let's say that you have somebody at your school that you are really struggling with. Maybe this person says rude, mean things to you. Maybe they actually hit you. Maybe they're trying to get under your skin and they're trying to annoy you. This is somebody that you struggle to get along with and struggle to deal with. And you might be thinking, okay, I know I can't do anything bad to them. So what am I supposed to do? What does Jesus want me to do? Well, if you flip open your Bible, it will not say something like on Tuesday, when go out to the playground. No, of course it's not gonna say something like that, but we know exactly what Jesus wants us to do. Do you remember what it was? Number one, love God with everything that is in you. You can do that. You can love God. Number two, love others. You can do that too. So loving others, loving God, that's exactly what Jesus has told us to do. Those are the two most important things. So if you focus on those two things, you are just going to be exactly like one of the sheep that Jesus was talking about, and he will be your good shepherd. He wants you to trust him, to listen to him, and to obey him. So I hope you guys remember that this week, to listen to what Jesus said to you in the Bible, to trust him, and to obey him because he sees the plan for your whole life and it makes far more sense to trust him than to trust anybody else. I'm so glad you guys joined us this week. It was so much fun hanging out with you and I hope you have a great week. We'll see you later. Good morning, Cedar Valley. Have you ever found yourself with increasing frustration explaining something to someone for a second or a third time and they're just not getting it? And what makes it even worse is that they appear that they're not really interesting, interested or don't even really want to get it to understand. Now, Heads are nodding. I can't actually see them, but I'm sure some heads are nodding with that one. Well, you know what? Welcome to the life of Jesus. As we find ourselves in John chapter 10, which really is a continuation of the dialogue between Jesus and the Pharisees of chapter 9. Now, we already know that as we follow the journey of Jesus through the book of John, that these religious leaders, they will just not permit themselves to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And therefore, they oppose everything that he does. 
so much so but that by the time this exchange is finished, is recorded in chapter 10, some are calling him demon-possessed. Others are trying to seize him while still others are grabbing stones to finish him off. Do you know what? That even before Jesus went to the cross, he endured intense hatred just so that he could continue to show his incredible love for us. You know, last week we saw through this miracle of giving sight to a blind man, Jesus was showing these Pharisees who were claiming to see, he was really showing them that they were spiritually blind. And now, and they just didn't get it. They didn't understand what, what he was saying. And now in chapter 10, Jesus says, okay, let me put it to you this way. You're false shepherds. You don't care about the sheep. You're actually more like thieves and robbers who come to destroy and steal. So using a shepherd and its sheep as a metaphor for leaders and, and those they care for would be well understood by this crowd. For to be a good Jew was to know your history. And these in the crowd considered themselves to be good Jews and they knew their history. So they would have known that some of their greatest leaders Abraham, really the father of their entire nation. Moses, who led them out of slavery in Egypt through the Red Sea and right to the very doorstep of the Promised Land. And even David himself, close to one of the, the greatest kings in the entire world. They had all been shepherds. So they should have understood this analogy well. And yet, shepherding was really quite a lowly occupation. Not many people aspired to be a shepherd because it really wasn't anything to aspire to. Often the duty of shepherding the flock was given to the youngest child in the home because they could pretty much do it. And yet, it was extremely significant and important. But as a profession, it was probably on par with, well, maybe a, a burger flipper of today. And though it was so significant, because the life of the sheep completely depended on the care of the shepherd. See, many small town families would have owned a few sheep and they would be in the pasture during the day and then, then brought into the pen at night. Now often these pens were, you know, about head high and made out of stone and they were connected closely to the house. And there was one door and the sheep were led into the pen for safekeeping at night. There was usually a watchman or a guard that was hired and he would actually act as the doorway to the pen. And in the morning, the shepherd, who would be known to the guard or the watchman, would be permitted to enter and take the sheep and lead them out to pasture. But it was also common for neighbors to share one pen. And so by the end of the day, you would have multiple flocks all mingling and mixing amongst one another. Now, if you're like me, not being a sheep person, maybe you're thinking, what a pain it would be to try to separate all of those sheep every single morning so you only took yours and, and left the other flock behind. But you see, it really wasn't a problem at all. 
For each shepherd knew his sheep well, and the sheep knew and trusted the shepherd. So we understand that all he had to do was call his sheep by name, and they would come and follow him. And he would lead them from the front, not drive them from behind out to the pasture. And just so you know, just as we set ourselves up to read chapter 10, that throughout the Bible, people are referred to as sheep. Now, I suppose it is because maybe we share some of the same characteristics as sheep. And if you take offense, offense to, to, um, to that comparison, well, just first of all, see maybe if you can relate or there's something about a sheep that is maybe similar to us. Um, sheep are prone to wander away. They're easily distracted. And at times, they're rebellious. <laughs> does, that, does that resonate um, with anyone in our lives? Um, sheep will also blindly follow a leader into a bad situation. You know, years ago when we lived out in Saskatchewan, it was the middle of winter and we were trying to get home from town, which was about a 25-minute drive, and the snow was blowing, the wind was howling. By the time we got out into the highway, I could hardly see the front of the car, and I slowed right down and just crawling along the highway, hoping that nobody would be going faster and hit me from behind because I knew they wouldn't be able to see me. And so I slowed right down and pulled over as I'm, I'm trying to see, and there was so much snow and ice building up on the windshield, the, the windshield wipers couldn't, couldn't keep it clear, and so it was about minus 15 degrees. The wind is howling probably 80 kilometers an hour, and I had my window rolled down and my head halfway out so I could try to see at least just the yellow line and I could barely see it just down at the bottom front of the car. And we kept going, we didn't want to stop in the middle of nowhere. Then I noticed there were lights behind me. And so I, I kind of slowed even more and pulled over, hoping maybe that, that he would pass and, and I would be able to follow him. But it didn't happen, so I kept going and then it was quite bright behind me and as it happened, there were like five or six vehicles that were all lined up right behind me, almost bumper to bumper, because that's all they could see through the snow. And after going for a while, I actually lost the yellow line. I couldn't see anymore. It was being covered by snow. And without knowing it, I slowly went off the road and in towards the ditch. Now, the fortunate thing was most of the ditches in Saskatchewan um, aren't deep as they are around here, um, but they just kind of roll off and turn right into the wheat field. And I was pretty much all the way off the road before I realized it, and halfway down the road and almost into the wheat field, and then I stopped and said, well, I'm just not going any further. And so we figured out, well, we talked about what are we going to do now. So I got out of the car, was going to go talk to the guy behind me. And as I got out and kind of braced myself and, and I walked back through the blowing snow, I noticed that there were about five or six cars that had followed me off the road into the ditch, almost into the wheat field. <laughs> now, I was the wrong person to be following. And yet, we're referred to as sheep because we can blindly follow, even if it's in a bad situation. They have that tendency. And we can see that around us, how people are very easily convinced to follow someone or an idea, a thought, or a philosophy that will really lead to no good. Also, sheep have a, have a herd mentality that if one does it, they all decide to do it, whether it's wise or not. And we've seen recently in our politics and especially through social media, if somebody has an idea or a complaint or a charge against someone or something, hundreds, thousands, maybe even millions of people jump on and to go in that direction without really thinking it through. And also, sheep lack a good defense system. And we heard about some of these things through our, our Cedar Valley Kids story just, just earlier, and it was great to understand more about the sheep and how really they are helpless without a shepherd. And in our spiritual lives, 
that is so true about us. Without the guidance and the care of a shepherd, spiritually, um, we're in trouble. So, that sheep, that's a little bit about us. And these Pharisees that Jesus was dealing with. So he says to them, John chapter 10, verse 1. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Isn't that interesting? But the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. They intently listen to his voice. They know his voice. They trust him. And it also says that the shepherd calls them by name. He knows them so well. Now, I must confess, I struggle with remembering names. But I've devised a little bit of a system that I can connect people to if I'm new to them, especially in a group. Um, I connect them to what they drive. So in my mind, I'm seeing, oh, there's Mrs. Prius, or there's Mr. F-250. And that's how I kind of connect you until I get to know you. But not so with Jesus. He knows not just our name, but he knows all about us. And he loves us anyway. And maybe that's why he loves us so much, because he knows all about us, and he knows how much we need his care and his presence in our lives. But do we know Jesus well enough to recognize his voice? His voice is the one that is always encouraging, always hopeful, at times challenging, but it's comforting and will guide us in the direction that we need it to go, that we are, he desires us to go and is the best for us. But there are other voices that we can hear, and, and if the voice that we hear, regardless of how convincing or appealing it is, if it draws us away from Jesus and towards thoughts and actions that are contrary to what Jesus would say, our response should be to run, just like those sheep who didn't know the voice of the stranger. But see, the problem sometimes with us as people is that we have become to know this alternate voice that speaks into our life, and we're accustomed to it, and at times we listen to it. And it could be the voice of shame, um, telling us that, that, we're not, that we're not good enough, that we're not able, that what has happened in our life will keep us from moving forward. It could be the voice of selfishness that leads us to acquire all that we can for ourselves. It could be that of pride or unforgiveness or maybe even unbelief. See, but which voice do we trust? And do we trust Jesus enough to follow his voice? You know, just this last week, we got a new pup for the property, and it's a beautiful black lab mastiff cross. And she is just learning to trust us and to follow us around. 
But at this point, if a stranger were to come on the yard, she, she would run in the other direction. Do we trust Jesus enough to follow him? See, it's one thing to recognize the voice of Jesus, but it's another altogether to follow him. Do I really trust that Jesus knows better than I do for my life? And in this short statement, this analogy of the shepherd and the sheep, he's given to the Pharisees and for us. They respond by saying, we don't get it. We don't understand what you're trying to say. And then so Jesus says, okay, let me say it again. Listen carefully, but you have to actually want to understand what I'm saying. And that's so often the key with us. We hear, but we don't really want to understand what is being said. He says, I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. See, there is no other way in or out. There is no other access to the grace, to the glory of God than other through Jesus Christ. He says, I am the way. I am the gate to enter to the glory of God in your life. And then check out verse 10. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Another version says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That is my, my goal, my purpose as the shepherd of you, the sheep. Now, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want a rich and satisfying life? I mean, who would say, no, actually, I would rather be, be miserable and, and unfulfilled and, and empty after all of my pursuits? You know, hard work can get you a lot. But to what end? There is a richness in life through Jesus that money cannot buy. And this is so much more than just being assured of salvation. Following Jesus gives a fulfilling life. Following Jesus gives a fulfilling life. See, and the implication is that a truly satisfying life is not possible without Jesus. The key is that this is found in Jesus. And then he continues with some more I am statements. Up until this point in the book of John, we've heard Jesus say, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. And just a few moments ago, he said, I am the door of the sheep. And now he says in verse 11 and verse 14, and I think we heard this before in the kid's story, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd cares deeply for the flock. I am the good shepherd and I lay my life down for the sheep. That is the purpose of Jesus, to lay his life down for us. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Because I know all about them, I know exactly what they need. I know and I know how to give it to them and I have what it takes to provide it for them. And because of this, my sheep know me. Probably one of the most well-known parables of Jesus found in Luke chapter 15 is the parable of the lost sheep. It's where there was a whole pan full of sheep all safe and and secure, and there was one that was not in. It was out somewhere. And the shepherd goes, I must find it. I will risk my life, and I will give it to save that sheep. And that is Jesus. And he's already given his life for us. The good shepherd. 
and he continues as he has this interaction when these people have such a hard time understanding who he is. In verse 16, he says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Now, much of Jesus, what is recorded of Jesus' interactions, and much of the Bible was written specifically to the Jewish people. Most of who he talks to specifically are of Jewish descent. Now, the thing is, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. And Gentile is kind of an odd word, but for most of us, that's, that's who we are. A Gentile is simply a person who is not a Jew. And Jesus, though he's talking to these Jewish people, is saying, there are so many more than you who are going to hear from me. And Jesus is looking into the future to those of us who will be his sheep, who will hear his voice, and who will follow his lead. And, and that's the incredible thing about Jesus. He is all-encompassing as he moves forward and looks into the future, providing for us as well. And he continues in verse 27 to 30, says, My sheep listen to my voice. Now that's quite a statement. He says, You can tell who my sheep are because they listen to me. They follow me, and they do what I call them to. Is that an accurate description of us? And he continues. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Know that as the sheep of the heavenly shepherd, we are secure in God's care. Salvation is a gift given by God that no one can take away. Quite simply, no one is strong enough to pull you out of the all-powerful arms of a loving God. Such encouragement that we are God's and He is ours. Just like the sheep of a good shepherd. As we think a little bit about what Jesus is telling us, listen to these verses. These are written hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus himself even walked the earth. And they talk about the shepherd and his sheep. Is he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart from Isaiah 40, 11. In Ezekiel 34, verse 16, I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. And from Micah 5, 4, he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach the ends of the earth. So, it's not such a bad thing being sheep, because we have the Good Shepherd to lead and to guide and to protect and to care as we find ourselves within the care of the, the Almighty. Our God, we thank you today for allowing us to see your tender care, your almighty power, your, your wisdom, God, your understanding of who we are, knowing what we need and how to provide that, just as a good shepherd does for his sheep. But God, we're also aware that, that, that we're frail. And, and at times we wander and, 
we need that extra care. We need to be drawn back in. God, may we be sensitive to your calling and leading. And God, together as the church, may we well represent those who hear and follow your voice. And God, may your great love and your compassion and tenderness reach out to those God, who are yet determining what it really means to be a sheep and to be under the care and follow a good shepherd. God, may that become our reality as we move forward and understand more about your great love through your Son, Jesus Christ. Continue with us this day as, um, as we too learn the sound of your voice and move forward as we follow your lead in life forward. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to discuss just a few things about some of the concepts of hearing God and, and following Him. So stay tuned and continue to discuss with us. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for joining us this morning. Thank you, Pastor Doug, for another great message. And sheep, that's a bit of a theme, <laughs> yeah. hey? Yeah, and I got to say uh, shout out to our uh, artists here. You can see the sheep on the wall behind us here. Yeah. And uh, they look awesome. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a funny, it's, it's a funny thing, right? Like that would have been such a culturally relevant example to just know, like, like shepherding sheep yeah. in general is yeah. a hugely, yeah. and, and like you're saying, it was, it was a lowly job, but it was a thing that was common enough yeah, like that yeah. most people like a, a perfect example everyone would have gotten yeah. working yeah. at a fast food restaurant yeah. <laughs> almost even if you have never done it you would get it um so there's yeah. that interaction yeah. and that's yeah. how just jesus speaks to us mm -hmm. seeing this flock and the need for a leader right yeah the need to like learn how to follow a leader a shepherd in that and that's so often the thing is we can have great leaders but are we willing to follow yeah yeah exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. So we want to inspire a little bit of at-home discussion going on here, yeah. and I think you've come yeah. up with a few good uh, discussion questions for us. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, and I think they're, you know, a little personal as well here again, really make us think what's going on in our lives. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, what is it that can make it difficult to hear the voice of Jesus? Mm -hmm. I know just earlier, uh, Jason with the kids had made a whole lot of racket and <laughs> distracting yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but in our lives, yeah, what are some of the things that just maybe block out the voice of Jesus? Yeah, well, yeah. noises is like the big term, but that's huge. Like noises, I, I know for me, yeah. I, I think one of the most interesting about streaming services, we've got Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime. <laughs> so there is never a time where there's not a show to watch. Right, there's, yeah. There's yeah. like, there, yeah. I've got the next year uh -huh. planned of like, I want to finish this series. There's this other yeah. one that I totally yeah. miss. I never uh -huh. even touched, you know, Breaking Bad and any of this other right. stuff. So there's yeah. years of stuff to watch. And, <laughs> and that's just noise, man. Yeah. That is a, a huge thing that gets in the way of, of everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it, and I'm going to take it in a bit of a bit different direction. Um, I can, uh, you know, be where Grant is as well. But I think personally for me is voices that have been critical of me, hmm. um, rather than seeing it, well, maybe this can help sharpen me to be a better person. I can allow it to hold me back. And then I hear that voice of maybe a potential failure and then I make it difficult for myself to hear Jesus' voice hmm. of saying, no, you can do this because you're mine. And totally. uh, I, I think that, that, that can block it out for me. Yeah, yeah. well, so yeah. it's interesting, the, like the way the enemy, right? We have the spiritual war yeah. happening in our world constantly. And I know the greatest thing, I can't think of the person who made the right. quote, but the yeah. greatest thing the devil ever accomplished was convincing the world he doesn't exist. And he will take right. criticisms in your life or even yeah. just external noises, yeah. whatever it is, anything, to block out the truth of Jesus's voice in our lives. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's sure. a really good yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Sometimes so, I, I, my own opinions, I think, can get in the way of Jesus's truths. We can be our own worst enemy yeah. <laughs> at, at times, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's possible. No yeah. kidding. So there's, yeah. there's a lot there. Yeah. 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 And uh, so then the, the follow up to this is then um, what is a part of your life that you can mm. follow Jesus closer and what will it take? Mm. Um, so, 
an aspect of your life that, boy, you know, I, I could really follow Jesus closer. Because, you know, we can follow at a distance mm -hmm. or we can be right up close and to see, you know, sure. exactly more of the leader of Jesus. But what maybe something that um, we could be closer and then what would it take for us to actually accomplish that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so. man. I, <laughs> yeah, there, there's, a, there's a few areas. Yeah. That's, uh, I know yeah. one that's been hitting me where it, I've been hearing when I'm, when I'm like before, I'm trying to hear the voice yeah. is I have this chunk in my mornings. Well, often I don't because I'm sleeping and <laughs> I have the opportunity to. Yeah. Uh, mornings are for me just a time that is actually quiet if I choose to actually wake up or I want to make a time apart to uh -huh. focus because yeah. I'm not yeah. quite ready to, again, veg out on some TV. I'm right. not just listening to yeah. music. The radio is no good in the mornings typically. So time that's actually right. quiet mm. and I need mm -hmm. to start making that a priority to actually focus on yeah. following Jesus in devotionals and actually getting to the scriptures and actually developing my ability to hear Jesus' truth yeah. over top of, like we had just said before, opinions and criticisms and the uh, dissenting voices out there yeah. against yeah. the good news. Yeah. And, and you know, mine, what I was thinking of in my mind a little bit here, is very similar but different. Mine is at the end of the day. Oh, um, yeah. I, I need to discipline myself to when I, by the time I'm ready to close my eyes and rest, that I'm doing so in a good frame of mind. Mm. Not so much worrying about the day or maybe what I've watched a little bit earlier in the evening or what happens tomorrow, but just allowing myself actually to go to bed before I'm dead tired, just mm. maybe to read a little bit of the word again. Mm. And so that I'm ending my day on a good positive note filled with scripture right so, so yeah that, <laughs> i mean that's yeah that's a time of the day where we have the opportunity to but often neglect it uh, yeah. i'm even thinking just for people out there too right. like don't think of it just as a chunk of the day it could mm -hmm. be like one of like in your routine of life whether it's like at home or you're doing yeah. a drop off you're meeting yeah. a group of friends or your workplace yeah. stuff like yeah. that there's so many areas i think if we look at our consistent routine stuff in our life what is just completely self-absorbed or right. removed away yeah. from our walk with Jesus? What doesn't include his truth in it at all? And that's yeah. yeah. And, and too along, let's go beyond just identifying it. Yeah. And okay, what can we do now to move beyond that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to make it yeah. happen. Well, yes. I set my alarm yeah. clock. <laughs> right. Good. And you yeah. need, need to do a reverse alarm clock. Yeah, I, I think so. My set an alarm clock, you know, 15 minutes before I get tired. And yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, keep this discussion going. Uh, throw it on the chat there. Comments on Facebook, YouTube, stuff like that. Or phone up a friend. If you've got a small group, yeah, hit up some Zoom or Skype or whatever it is. Go for a walk with somebody. These are good conversations that just continue them on throughout the week and make this live out throughout your life from here on. Awesome. Great. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your spring break, families, and uh, we'll see you soon. <laughs>